Welcome to episode nine of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with other technologies that gets you using iOS in a fun and productive and meaningful way. I'm your host, David Ginsberg, and Melissa is on vacation leading up to MacStock next weekend, July 15th and 16th, which we'll mention in a little bit. But we do have a great treat. I'm thrilled to be joined by Guy Cyril. How are you doing, Guy? I'm doing just ducky. I'm feeling good. Great. Yeah. Max Stock. I'm, I'm, you know, this is the, uh, the third. Now you've gone to the previous two, haven't yes, you? I've spoken at the first two. I'll be the third one here. Let me just tell everybody who you are. You're from, oh, okay. you're from the, uh, mymac.com podcast, as well as, uh, you do a great uh, thing with Mac to the future, which is on uh, Facebook and other places. Uh, you do a, a live Facebook. Uh, I try to join all the time and have a lot of fun talking about stuff. Um, do you want to tell a little bit about the Mac for the future and uh, all those things that you do? Sure. Uh, well, I do the uh, the MyMac.com podcast. I do that with uh, Gazmaz, uh, who, coincidentally enough, kind of got his start in podcasting with Mike Potter over right. at the uh, the For Mac Eyes Only Which I'm on that podcast, podcast as well. <laughs> right, right. And Mike Potter is, uh, is the um, – uh, I'm not quite sure – how to because the the idea for MacStock actually came from you know not just Mike but from Barry Falk as well right so between the two of them they're the ones that started uh MacStock 3 years ago almost 3 years ago right and um i, I just love that show but getting back to my mac.com yeah. here i go i'm going all over <laughs> the place okay. la 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 la, so la. I'm glad you're here <laughs> have a great chat it, that, that's what i do <laughs> So um, Gaz and I took over the the MyMac podcast back in, oh, God, 2009, I think it was, uh, with episode 285. And we just recorded 664. So uh, we've been doing it for a while. It's a weekly show. Uh, We have a great time with it. It was originally started uh, by the owner of MyMac.com, the website. That was Tim Robertson. Right. And he went off to do uh, other things and made the horrible mistake of giving Gaz and I <laughs> the uh, the opportunity to take over the show. And we just haven't let him back in since. So, you know, kind of works out works out well for, for everyone except him. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the Facebook thing that I do with Mac to the Future yep. is something that I've kind of wanted to do for a long time. Uh, I'm really, really interested – in live casting and and how the the, the various applications, uh, not just with uh, the Mac and PC, but I believe that there are some now available for iOS as well, right? Or or for you know the mobile platforms, and um, I, I'm kind of fumbling my way through it. I I have actually three different applications that I've tried with it so far and you know this isn't a uh, mac show so i won't go all into that right right um but i i have i have a great time doing it uh the the guys over at mac to the future uh again kind of like with tim made the mistake of thinking that i actually knew what i was doing (laughs) and that i would you know just be able to hit the ground running with a live cast on the mac to the future page uh, it hasn't quite worked out that well. I've had some amazing audio failures. Uh, not some. The video has been fine. That that's that's worked out really really well. Yeah. But I've had some amazing audio failures yeah. with uh, live casting. I was and, there that one night. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And and what that turned out to be was uh, kind of a weird thing with uh, uh, Rogue Amoeba's loopback program. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I did get managed to get it fixed. But at the same time, when I realized what had happened, it was like, oh, you stupid, <laughs> stupid man. But um, uh, getting back to iOS, now what yeah. I kind of use iOS for, especially uh, when I'm mobile, and, and you know, at, at the core, these are mobile devices. So uh, a, a lot of the things that people should be thinking about doing with them is when they are mobile. So, um, I have used my, I have a, a 12.9 inch first gen yeah. iPad pro and, uh, I've used that along with my iPhone to record podcasts and use Skype to record into it because, right. uh, Apple in their infinite wisdom <laughs> refused to let people, uh, kind of cross pollinate with audio with some of their applications. Right. So we can't record Skype in iOS from a single device. So what I end up doing, I've, I've got a small, um, it's, it's a small little mixer, I guess. It's from IK Multimedia, yep. and it is the iRig Duo Pro. And you'll see it, you'll see it uh, this weekend. I'll, ha I'll yep. have it with me. And that gives me two XLR ports. So I have a microphone that I plug into one, uh, a um Oh God! What is the name of that company? It's the uh, Audio Technica yes, ATR twenty one hundred, which is a fantastic microphone. Yeah, both Melissa and I have both had this mic. I'm talking on it right now as well. It is, it's an amazing mic, I'm, and especially for, its, for the money for its price. I mean, you get as less as I've seen as cheap as sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah, and there's actually uh, to to I don't know if you've heard of this one. There's a company called Knox K N O X mm -hmm. that makes. Um, it's kind of a, a clone of the, not so much the ATR 2100, but the ATR 2005, which is for all intents and purposes, the same microphone with a, with a, a different head on it. Uh, and it's like 40 bucks, but it's got the same, you've got an XLR port, you've got a USB port, you've got a headphone monitoring jack. I mean, if you held them up, the only thing yeah. that you could really tell the difference between them would be the color. Uh, the ATRs have kind of a silver color and the Knox microphones are kind of a dark gray. Okay. But again, again, you know, I have tested them side by side. I can't tell any difference. Of course, I'm right. 56 and my ears aren't what they <laughs> used to be based on rock concerts in the 70s. But, you know, uh, for my ears, they sound almost exactly alike. Yeah. And it's and it's a little bit cheaper. OK. Um, not to get too into the podcasting life. I know that's what we both love doing. Um, I, w right. I wanted to ask you, what do you use your iOS devices for, for, you know, for everyday use? Because, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, some of our listeners are seniors, are looking to get a, maybe an iPhone or an iPad, or they might even be uh, trying to use it. And, and we, that's what Melissa and I both do. We teach a lot of people how to use their devices. Well, what do you do, use your iPhone or iPad uh, or both in your everyday use for personal reasons, not necessarily podcasting? Okay, well, well, putting podcasting aside, right? Uh, I use I use my iPad every single day, and I have a I have a, a cellular one, so I have a, an oh, cool. actual yep. connection to the internet apart from you know being on Wi-Fi, uh, email, going online, uh, of course, you know, games and watching movies and TV and you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff. And the thing that I love about iOS devices mm -hmm. is that. 
honestly, and, and I've had this opinion for a long time, for most people that aren't doing things like podcasting or, uh, you know, trying to, to edit pro video and, you know, I mean, the, 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 the kinds of things that so-called, and I'm holding my fingers up here in quote marks, <laughs> pro users yeah. uh, complain about with uh, iOS devices, uh, if you're not doing that kind of stuff, you don't need right, you don't. a Mac. You don't need a, um, a, a PC running Windows or, or a laptop running the Mac OS. And it's not to say that those aren't also great devices. But if your needs are relatively light, uh, Facebook, email, content consumption, you are actually much better off using something like an iPad uh, in conjunction with your iPhone. Because with iCloud, all of the the documents and everything else that, that you would create on either your phone or even, you know, now on your desktop computers, you can also get access to from your iPad. Right. And when you when you get an iPad and you use it with something like uh, the Logitech Create Keyboard or Apple's Smart Keyboard, you've basically you have a laptop. Right. right. Now, yeah. looking forward, if now, of course, you saw all the, the, the kind of cool stuff that's coming with iOS 11. Oh, really exciting. <sighs> I cannot I mean, wait. I've been waiting I mean, for some of these features for a really, really long time. Um, there is less and less reason to to buy something like a Mac if you're a and you know I hate using things like casual user yeah. or you know not pro user because it it almost sounds like I'm saying uh, well your use of a computer isn't quite as beneficial as when I use my computer yeah you know, that's that's nonsense that's BS uh, how people use their computers and what they use their computers for. It's it's entirely up to that person, and to say that somebody isn't a you know a serious user because they're on an iOS device versus uh, a Windows PC or uh, a Mac computer is just it's crap. And you know these people need to get their heads out of their asses. Yeah. No, Whoops. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see where it goes with that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, and, and that's the thing. And, and then Apple did come out with the the fifth gen quote unquote fifth gen iPad, which is the most inexpensive one you can purchase. I think you can get as yeah. low as three forty nine. Well the price is three forty nine. I've seen as low as two ninety nine. For someone it's just like you said, it just just it just needs email, Facebook, simple stuff like that. I mean I think that's the best iPad you could purchase right now. And it's you know it got I think it's thirty two gigs of storage or sixty four, one of those. Yeah. Uh, and it's perfectly fine. I mean I have the the new one, the ten point five inch uh iPad Pro, oh my gosh, what a difference! I mean, I just, uh, I just uh, sold my uh, my Pro nine point seven, and you definitely can see a difference. I mean, as far as the performance, and we've talked about it with the one hundred twenty hertz uh, reaction to the screen and all that stuff, uh, but it it really is a is a great iPad. Now the same thing with the iPhone. I mean, I think you know you have both devices with, uh, that you're working with, and you, you, you like you mentioned with iCloud, it's very easy to sync all the information between the two devices, and you don't ever have to worry about you know not something not being there uh, when you're using it. Yeah, and the other great thing about using something like uh, iPads and iPhones is that uh, unlike with certain other mobile platforms. Because, you know, and, you know, I won't, 
Android, sorry. <laughs> I won't say who it is because I, I don't like going in that direction. Yeah, I know. I know. But Apple keeps these devices up. And you can, so far, as time has gone on, and remember, we're 10 years into iOS yeah, at this point. 10th anniversary. As, as time has gone on, you can count on being able to use whatever device you get, whether it's an iPad or an iPhone, for at least four years. Right. And, and get security updates, get operating system updates. Now, you know, your four-year-old iPad, is it going to work as well as a brand new one? This no. But neither will a four-year-old laptop versus a brand new one. It, it's really a question of, of where you put your, put your priorities, where it is that, that you want to go with uh, your computing devices. And iOS, for most people, again, is a perfectly fine device. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And uh, as you said, Apple's been, I think Apple's been pretty generous when it comes to, you know, letting equipment in general that they sell, whether it be laptops, desktops, or even even iOS devices. Uh, Sure. They, I mean, with the iPhone, I think the 5, the 5S will still still be around when iOS 11 comes out. I believe they, if I remember correctly, I don't think they cut off the 5S as of yet. Well, uh, yeah, not the five, but the, I yeah, believe the, the, five the 5S. 5S will still be okay. Yeah, and of course, for people that, that like the, the smaller form function for a phone, you've got the iPhone SE, the which SE. is the same right. same size, with basically the guts of a 6S, 6S right. I think, I, I inside actually, of them. I actually have one. I bought one on a Groupon a while back, and it was so cheap. I was like, well, I, I want to have them, so I have iOS 11 on it, so I can play. Right, I get nervous when I put it on my production devices. I just, ugh, no, I can't do it. At least not for, <laughs> you know, I'm not like Barry Falk who installs it immediately when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, on my, on, I have a 2013 MacBook Pro. Right. And I just installed the beta for 1013 on it. And so far, I mean, I haven't really pushed it yet. Uh, but so far, it's, it's working great. I, right. And, you know, one of the benefits of working within an all Apple ecosphere is that, you know, the, the interconnectivity between things like their computers versus their, their mobile devices, everything for the most part, and you know, it's, it's not all, you know, roses, but for the most part, everything does work together and work well. Right. So when, um, iOS, sorry, when Mac OS 10.13 comes out in its regular form and everyone is going to be on the the Apple, the new Apple file system. Well, that new file system now is going to be across the board, whether you're on iOS or whether you're on the Mac OS, you're going to be using the same file system. And in conjunction with the, um, the UI changes that they've made for iOS 11, uh, you know, I mean, this is this is a fantastic time to be an Apple user, I and agree. I'm I'm delighted. Now, I haven't gone to the beta for uh, iOS 11 because I have a uh, iPhone 6 Plus, sure, and that's my only iOS device, and I use that. Oh, sorry, that's my only iOS uh, phone, right? And I use that every single day. Yeah, so I, I do really either. can't afford to take a chance. And have it not work. Whereas uh, with 10.13, you know, Mac OS 10.13 on my laptop, 
if for whatever reason I go out to Mac stock and it stops working, well, hey ho, I've got everything that I have as far as as uh, creating podcasts go. I can do an iOS, yeah, so exactly. I, I'm okay. Yeah, no, I mean it. It, it really it, it's it's just a really exciting time I think for for Apple in general. It's what they're what they're doing. iOS 11 is going to make a huge huge impact on a lot of people's lives. Oh yeah, and. I look back as we we talk about we'll talk about Mac stock in a little bit here. But when I when I spoke last year and I spoke about uh, how your how your iPad could potentially be your 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 full time computer, I was a little skeptical during that period of time because it was still relatively new. But now looking at this new version coming up uh, soon, I, I I can you could even lean me more towards the other side, and I think that this could be your full time device. Now you're gonna, oh easy you're, you're going to have skeptics out there. There are some people who are who are hardcore people that work on Macs all the time, and I understand that. But I think majority of the people that want they're looking for a device that's that that's a full time computing device. I mean, and secure and secure. You could live with it. You know, I'll be going on a trip pretty soon here. I'm actually going to Florida myself uh, uh, the week after. Oh, nice week after um, Mac stock and. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it. We're going. I'm going to try. I'm going to try bringing just my iPad and see see how I survive for a week. We're going to be heading out. Uh, I'm flying into Tampa. And we're going to go out to uh, drive over to, to Miami. Uh, okay, close on. to my old hometown. Yeah. of uh, Fort Lauderdale. Yep, yep, yep. So we're still trying to head up that way and maybe catch a baseball game and all kinds of other stuff. So, uh, so are, are, are the Cubbies playing? Is that what you're not, telling me? They're not. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. But I was still tempted to go see a game, anyways. I ended up because. <laughs> Because uh, they, it's just right after the All Star break. Uh, actually, the All Star breaks uh, is this coming week, uh, so we'll see. Now, uh, did you ever make it out to um, uh, MacWorld Expo? Never did. That's that was the bummer part. I'm I came into this podcasting world of very late in life, and <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm making up for it right now. So not bad for a guy who had done anything, and all of a sudden I have nine, sure. for almost nine episodes of a podcast. So. Uh, so no, I did not make it out there. I wish I would have. I know I wanted to go many times, but uh, but well, no. I, I went to the last seven. Okay. Mac World Expos from two thousand. Actually, the very first one that I went to in San Francisco was when Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone. That's odd. That, you, and to be able I to was, say that you were in the audience. I was at that oh. keynote. I was at that keynote. Were you in the auditorium or were you? Yes, uh, I was. Oh, you lucky dog. And actually, you ever heard of a movie called um, Mac Heads? I think so. If you watch the beginning of that movie and it has, you know, Steve Jobs walking around the stage starting to talk about the iPhone, you'll see a guy standing there with a ponytail holding up a video camera. Yeah, back in That was days. me. They hated when people did that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah, so there's a shot of me at at the uh, Steve Jobs keynote for the iPhone. Uh but f- that which of course has absolutely nothing to do with the point I was about to make. For the last three MacWorld Expos, I did not take a laptop. I did everything with my iPhone yep. and an iPad, and that was a third generation iPad. I was creating podcasts. Yeah, I had that model. I was editing podcasts. I was writing blogs. I was you know doing all the typical stuff that you would do. At a at a as press at a Mac at a um, uh, MacWorld Expo, and doing it all with iOS. Now on the, the the minus side of that, it did take me a lot longer to do some of these things as yeah. compared to, now, to yeah. doing it on a laptop. But I was able to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was doable. You just had to adapt. I mean, and just like, yeah, and, and that just was like, what, just like anything three, four years ago. And then just like anything that you work with, I mean, it was the same thing when I I I work uh, my full time job. Obviously, I'm doing IT support. I have to support Windows, and I've seen the evo- the evolve the evolution of Windows. Believe me, <laughs> and oh yeah, just what we had to experience with Windows. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I mean, it's the same thing. You, 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 you knew had how to do what you had to do to get what you needed to get done. But even on the Windows side now, you, you, you go out and look at what they're doing now. I mean, I think their efficiencies are even more uh, advanced than they've ever been. And the same thing with Apple. I mean, they've done that too. So, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely is a, is a, is a good thing. So, but uh, let's, uh, let's move on here. I know uh, okay. we're all, uh, we're all excited about the, uh, iOS and iOS 11, and we'll definitely be touching upon that on future episodes uh, and discussing that. So, um, other thing that's coming up actually this week, as I thought, I ca- caught my eye is uh, Amazon Prime. Do you do you partake? In, I'm assuming you're an Amazon Prime uh, customer, or are you not? I am. I am. Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth it. I mean, it really, it, it really, um, in the long run. I, I mean, of course, it makes me buy way too much stuff. Well, no, sure. That's, that's uh, <laughs> well. That's honestly, my problem. I was I was for a while. I was considering dropping it. Yeah. Um, because I found, you know, the, the one great benefit of Amazon prime was free shipping and it would be priority shipping. So it'd be a lot faster. Exactly. That's what a lot than of the free wanted, shipping yeah. that you would get if you were just, you know, Joe Schmo from Idaho and, and ordering something from Amazon and, but they've kind of taken some of that away, but right. they've added other things in right. if you're a prime member, like music, TV shows, movies, and that's what I was going to talk about, um, yeah. Unfortunately, being a, an Apple guy, I've got Apple TVs here at the house. Same here. And what is the one channel that you cannot get on your Apple TV prior to when iOS 11 or TV, the next version of TVS, TVOS yeah. comes out? And that was month. Amazon. Yeah. I couldn't, I, you know, so it was like, uh, there are these shows I want to watch, but if I want to watch them on my TV, I've got to uh, get out of not just not just the Apple TV UI, uh, but also the the tel- I have to deal with the television UI, and they're all horrible. Right. And get to Amazon Prime that way, and it was just such a pain in the neck that half the time, even if it was a show that I really wanted to see, I, I just wouldn't do it. Uh, but now with Amazon Prime TV and movies and all the rest of that coming back to uh, the TVOS, right? I'm anticipating that uh, that I'll use it a lot more. So I've decided I'm going to stick with it for a while, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, one great thing about uh, Amazon Prime is that you can use your method of payment to Amazon in other sites rather than just, right. you know, ordering it through Amazon. Like, for example, I just bought a, a, a new SSD and hope I'm hoping it's going to get here before Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, for my laptop, a slightly bigger one. And I got it from OWC, MaxSales.com. Yeah. Not that, you know, this isn't a, a, a plug for MaxSales.com. No, no, but but w- one really of their like. payment methods is that you can use your, uh, your Amazon payment method yep. through them. And that just makes it, you know, it, it basically means that instead of having to juggle multiple credit cards, multiple online accounts, PayPal, yeah, yeah, I can use just one or two for nearly everything that I do online as far as purchasing goes. And 
that's, you know, I mean, that's a great benefit. And that alone as part of, I believe that is part of prime is something that, uh, that I really like. Yeah. No. And, um, uh, just on the iOS side of things, you know, the, the three primary apps they have is the Amazon music and, and you can get the Amazon unlimited service. I'm a subscriber to that as well as uh, Apple music. And, and there's some things you can listen to on Amazon that, that I think is uh, nice. Uh, same thing with the videos. Uh, you have an iOS version of that, um, and I can't wait for it to come on Apple TV finally, and we don't have to be doing uh, AirPlay to show movies from our devices. Um, right. And then uh, then the photos. There's no, That's the big thing, too. And that's, uh, you know, obviously uh, Google has that with their Google Photos. Apple does it with the Photos app in itself. Um, I know Amazon just changed that not too long ago where they used to have unlimited uh, access to the storage. Uh, but now it's going to be limited, I believe, to one terabyte, or they're limiting it to you know a little less. Um, but uh, the nice thing is the photos are still free, so you can still yeah. do the same thing uh, that that you do uh, with Google. Uh, and that's the thing; Apple does allow uh, when you have an iCloud account. Apple does allow you to uh, be able to store all your photos and music and all that kind of stuff uh, onto the cloud. But of course, you got to pay for that. But um, I think for what Apple charges in the iCloud is it's it's well worth it. Uh, but it's always good to have other places to back things up. I mean, you know, yes. we're always talking about backups. You should always have three backups of everything. Well, in the cloud should be the same thing. And then that's a great thing. You have two services alone that allow for free storage of your photos. You know, why not take advantage of them? Right. Well, um, and this is, I was actually talking to my wife uh, this morning. She does, she does not have a password manager. She basically yeah. just, you know, has everything written. Oh crap. Hello kitty. has everything <laughs> written down. Yeah. I just got visited. And I, I looked at her. I said, well, if if something happened and, you know, the right. this these pieces of paper got destroyed, you would lose all of your all of your passwords. Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you, you need to have some method of having all of your your passwords and other types of of data on some kind of encrypted service. Yep. So that if the house burns down or, you know, the cats eat these pieces of paper for whatever reason that cats would do that, that uh, that you can get this stuff back or you're you're out and about. You go up and visit your, one of your friends in New Jersey or wherever right. and you need to log into one of these services. But <gasps> you don't have that password with you because it's back on a piece of paper at the house. Yep. And she, she just rolls her eyes and says, yeah, yeah. When's that ever going to happen? <laughs> yeah, well, it could. Yeah. I mean, I've lost, I mean, you misplaced a piece of paper. <laughs> it's easy to do. Done Very that easy to do. But done that plenty of times. Uh, you know, one password's my favorite. and I think most, Yeah, that's most the one of, I use as well. Most of our listeners uh, are probably knowing that because uh, we always talk about it all the time. And I do a lot of, uh, I've done training sessions on it in the past. So, yeah, that's one of my recommendations. Uh um, yeah, and yeah. it's also one of because a lot of the password managers have gotten hacked recently. Yeah, like LastPass, LastPass had its, had yeah. its issues. So, I mean, I'm not but, saying one password is any more perfect than the rest of them. Um, no, but, but so far they haven't been hit, and their interface is great too. And yeah, 
In fact, I met, I met, I met someone who was one of the interface designers yesterday, last night. It was at uh, Barry's party, his barbecue. Uh, and, uh, he, he was talking about it. He's talking about it. And, uh, was that, was that at his house? It was, of course. The house, it, the it, house it, with the amazing sinks. Yeah, exactly. And it brought back memories. We had the tent up and we, uh, we had, we had, uh, had fun and a nice, uh, nice time. And, uh, he came out and, uh, and he's one of the, uh, interface designers. So it was great. I, saw, I kept telling him all what great one password is and, uh, it, uh, it definitely is, uh, it definitely is a good, pro- it definitely a good program. So, yes. So, uh, Amazon prime is going to be, uh, on July 11th and that's always a fun time. And, and it's probably one of the busiest times you get on their website and they usually are, their site usually is able to handle all the tra- extra traffic because people are going to be slamming that site and guarantee you I've done it. I've done it in the past. I think I remember. Yeah. Could, could you imagine if they did this around Christmas time? Oh gosh. You know, Dece- December 20th, we're going to have an Amazon Prime Day. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, just just kill the Internet, Amazon. Go ahead. I mean, good job. They always have good deals because I remember last year I bought a pair of uh, Sony uh, Bluetooth uh, head- uh, headphones. Uh, they were, they were oh, really nice. Good. They were normally $110. I got it for 45 I mean, that's the kind of deals you're going to see. Uh, and uh, you go on their website, and you, it, it tells you how, there's even a Prime Day Insider's Guide. So they they, they go all, all out with this thing. So. Uh, check it out. I, I definitely think you'll find some deals and could, could even find some, some iOS-related deals, too. So, sure. So check that out. Um, moving on, I want to talk a little bit about some news that was out there. Um, if anybody doesn't remember uh, a company called Jawbone. Jawbone, for, for yeah. me, I remembered having, and I still have it. I'm looking up at my uh, uh, my case here, and uh, the Jawbone Bluetooth uh, earphone that was always in everybody's ear, that, that, that very famous-looking uh, Jawbone. Uh, is going out of business, and I was kind of sad to see that. Um, but they had, had kind of refocused their their um, their business a, a a while ago, uh, and it was more towards uh, the fitness uh, arena than they were a direct competitor with Fitbit. So uh, we have a link in the show notes from, uh, on a, a, the Verge report ta- talking about the, their turmoil that they've been dealing with, and they had quite a legal battle with Fitbit. So it's, it was kind of a sad to see. Uh, in fact, there's the picture of one of the recognizable Bluetooth earpieces. Uh, that went on, that went around your ear, and everybody would have them. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. I want to know what you think about uh, about this. Uh, uh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, part of the part of the problem with so many of these companies, and it's it's the same thing that almost killed Apple, is that for the most part, yes, hello, cat. They are one trick ponies, and being a one trick pony, if somebody outdoes your trick. You're kind of screwed. I mean, you look right. at what happened with BlackBerry. Right. You look at what happened with Apple in the 90s when the only thing that they really did of any significance was the Mac. Um, it wasn't until the iPod and then going forward from there, the iPhone, that Apple no longer had to worry as much about the popularity of what was considered their primary product, which at the time was the Macintosh. So if you're a company and you're only known for for one thing, you really kind of need to worry about that. And Jawbone tried by going into things like fitness and, you know, a a few other areas that that they were working on. uh, They were trying to kind of branch out. Unfortunately, their plans for branching out also ran afoul of what Apple was doing and what um, Android was doing and, and a few other large companies with much deeper pockets. And you know, if you're going to compete against Apple, 
well, you need to bring something new to the table. And unfortunately, Jawbone. Yeah, they didn't. They weren't just evolving. didn't. They weren't evolving. I mean, yeah, the, the, the Bluetooth experience was there for many years, and that's what that's what came in. They were 1997, I think, this company started. So yeah. Throughout the, the 2000s, that's what their big business was, that. And then they also had speakers. They were coming out with Bluetooth, and they just never evolved with that. So then I guess they refocused their uh, they refocused their business to the fitness uh, arena, and then I just kind of put their demise. And in fact, the, the article does say that that was one of America's famous favorite Bluetooth speakers. It was, that, sure, that big jam box was that, that has a pretty good sound back in those days. Well, and now their their primary focus is going to be on health related products and services. Yeah, so they're they're going to well, spin it yeah, off they're they're doomed. Honestly, they really you know, are. if that yeah. is truly what they're going to do. They, you know, they're doomed because this is this is what Apple is doing, not just with hardware, but with software as well through iOS. And if you think you're going to compete for the high end market when the the high end market is already being covered by the company that makes the high end phone, right. that's not really a business model that uh, that has any any real hope for the future as far as I can see. Yeah. So again, with a lot of other companies out there, they're just kind of going to go off to the sunset. Like, like I said, BlackBerry's another one that just yeah. Just well, but eventually, I think what'll happen is um, somebody will buy out their patent portfolio. Yeah, that's probably what. I and think. then and then they'll start suing Apple. So <laughs> you know that's their that's their good, good, mission good, statement going forward. Good segue into the next article we were talking about. This, uh, oh yeah, as a matter of fact, it is uh, Qualcomm. Uh, Qualcomm is a is a chip uh, company that's made chips for me- for a very long time. They put chips in mo- pretty much every smartphone that is out there. Uh, that's the modem part, the, the the device that allows you to be able to communicate uh, over over your device, and uh, yeah, wirelessly, wirelessly, right? And um, and. Qualcomm is actually asking uh, the U.S. to ban new iPhones from coming into the country because they uh, they they uh, there's a big lawsuit between Qualcomm and Apple because uh, Apple thinks that Qualcomm's not being very fair to them as far as what they're charging for the chips. Uh, so they even looked even beyond that to to uh, um, to get the Intel chip because Intel makes the same chip and they had been starting to put those in there. But the problem was those Intel chips were slower. So what would Apple do is they were actually meet, matching the speed of the Intel chip from the Qualcomm chip, put chip, which made absolutely no sense to me. Why would you want to slow down the use of a chip uh, uh, and, and uh, not not allow it to go faster than it should? So a lot of anti-competitive practices that they're they're, they're accusing, and um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting uh, direction to see where this goes. So I don't know what you thought about this. Well, it's it's not just it's not just Apple that that has a problem with them. There's there's a lot yeah. of companies yeah, I mean, that that are that are in a, a fight with Qualcomm, and now they're they're still. I think the difference between Apple's fight and some of these other companies' fight is the other companies are continuing to pay the licensing fees, where Apple's just like you know what, if, right. if you're going to charge us this ridiculous amount of money per unit. Uh, we're just not going to pay it at all, and we'll just take it to court. And it just so happened right at the same time as that was all going on, uh, the ITC for the, the U.S. Is, is also in a battle with Qualcomm right. uh, for pretty much the same reasons. They're saying that that the, uh, the, the amount that they're charging for what is essentially a – it's an essential um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's, it's an essential patent – to make these devices all work. Right. And there are certain conditions 
that essential patent makers uh, have to be very, very careful with. And one of them is charging too much money. And so the ITC was like, okay, well, we kind of think along with these other companies that, that you're not being reasonable uh, with how much you char- you're charging for these patents. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just it's, – it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Um, and I know that Apple's had a battle with Qualcomm for years, and they just kind of let it go. I mean, it was kind of like the, with, with Apple and Samsung, you know? Uh, yeah. Samsung – actually, Apple's making Samsung richer. <laughs> I mean – they're they're out there. Yeah, but in a different way. In a different way. It's a much different <laughs> you know, way. I mean, yeah, I mean they're doing displays and, and a lot of the other stuff. So yeah, because I mean, Samsung is a is is a huge multinational conglomerate, and, and it's not just TVs and phones that they sell. I mean they've got everything from washing machines to large uh, shipping companies, and by large, I mean you, you see these these huge ships that go from. Uh, Asia or Africa to the U.S. or right. to, you know, wherever. Well, Samsung owns a fleet of these ships. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean that, that company is South Korea. I mean, it's just oh yeah largest largest company in, in that country and then and probably close to the world. I mean, it's a big company. Yep. It's real big. So, um, all right. So those were a couple of news stories that came up, to, came to my uh mind here but uh, i wanted to talk about a couple uh, a couple apps and i'm gonna put you on the spot here guy i don't know if you have a favorite app kind of give us give it some thought while i talk about my app here it might okay. be something that you use all the time that you want to talk about or if there's something new that you caught your eye and uh we'll, we'll come to you in just a minute um the one i decided on this on this episode is uh, hopper have you ever used hopper the travel app uh, no, I have not. Yeah, so this is a this is a really cool app, and what it does is it it's like a it's like a travel ad aggregator. So what you can do is you launch the app, and then you uh, go through and put in the information what you're searching for, and it actually goes out searches based on where you're located. So in my case, in Chicago, I'm going to want to go here, and then I would pick a you know I would pick a different location. Um, so I'm putting it in the phone here. Let's say I'm going to go to Tampa. So I put Tampa, Florida in there. It's going to go out, and then it gives you a calendar, and it shows you the the, the rates of all the uh, different flights and what how expensive it would be uh, during the times that you want want to travel. So like right now, you look in July, it's one hundred fifty dollars plus uh, for for uh, uh, the prime times during the next couple of weeks in July. But if you look in August, it starts to drop, you know, less than that. So if you pick, you know, let's say I'm going to go in August, I'll I'll pick. Uh, um, it, uh, you, you select the calendar, and then it uh, actually so shows in different colors, so you can see that. So on the 14th of August, it's $125 plus. I can pick that date to to go out, and then I go. I'm gonna say I'm gonna come back on Saturday the 19th, and I select these dates. And then what it does is you got a you got a bunny hopping along here, fetching the latest price that's out there. You can filter it down because there's a lot of times I refuse to fly on airlines like Spirit and Frontier and any of those mass discount. Uh, uh, airlines. So, uh, so right now it came back as a hundred eighty-six dollars round trip is the cheapest, and actually the ones I just got uh, uh, for my trip coming up, I got a hundred forty-nine dollars round trip, which is pretty good for Tampa. Uh, so then you tap in shop flights, and then it shows the different uh, airlines. And again, the hundred eighty-five dollars is Spirit. So I, you know what, I'll pay a little extra and I'll fly on United or I'll fly on American. Uh, well, although United does offer. Uh, uh, United also does offer uh, the the discount, quote unquote, where you don't have to pay for putting in your bags and the overhead and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. I know, but airlines are tough, but to deal with this stuff sometimes. And yeah, you go all the way down; it's three hundred dollars, three hundred fifty dollars. So, 
but the cool thing is this this actually now sets in as a search for that time that you're looking. So you see, you can plan ahead. So you can actually go through and just it'll it'll uh, give you a notification on your iPhone and, and it'll tell you, um, okay, it looks like this flight's dropped twenty dollars. Maybe it should be a good time to book now. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. And I, and you're seeing a lot of these types of apps out there for all kinds of those types of services uh, and, and out there. And I thought it was a pretty cool app. Think you would use it? Um, well, I, I, I avoid flying That's as <laughs> much as I possibly can. That's true. I just, you know, my son and, and I and a friend just drove down to Florida right, right, from right. Northern Virginia, and I'm getting ready on Wednesday to start a drive to Chicago. Right. Uh, basically, my rule of thumb is if if it's a 12-hour or shorter drive, I'll drive it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, you know, I used to fly, I mean, a lot back in the uh, mid-'80s. Uh, I had a job where I was, I was going overseas all the time. Sure. So... <laughs> yeah, I I'm fr- flying is is not as luxurious for me as it used to be, and the other problem I have is they keep making the seats smaller. Uh, yes, yeah. well, and I'll, I am not a small person. Nor am I. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, it, so it, it is. It is a challenge. It really is. It just the, yeah. these seats are just getting more and more ridiculous. So, but anyway, that's another topic. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, so, so sorry. I, no, it's okay. No, no I'm, I, I love the, the interaction here. We're, we're, we're it, all everything. The world revolves around iOS when it comes to anything we talk about here, because there's things we do that you'll end up using your iPhone, your iPad to to, to do it. So, um, so I put you on the spot. What did, what, did okay. you did you think of a particular app that you like to use? Uh, yeah. They, actually, I got three here. Okay, good. and uh, they're all related to audio. Okay. One one is called Spreaker which is uh, part of a podcasting service that, that you can sign up for. They'll host your, your audio files and, and all the rest of that stuff. Uh, but they have an iOS device that uh, allows you to bring in other devices, you know, microphones and things along those lines. You can set up uh, pre-recorded audio content. So, uh, if you have uh, opening jingles or you know silly sound effects, not that I would ever do anything like that. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> damn it, I was I was supposed to be ready, but I wasn't ready. Let me bring it up. I'm going to try that one more time. So if you had, you know, like silly sound effects or something else that you that you wanted to have uh, play. You can you can set all that up ahead of time. Uh, right. Another good one that I like, and it's it does some of the some of these same things that are similar. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Boss Jock, but it's not tied into any particular service. Uh, this is also a, a great podcasting app or just something to record with. And the last one I use is kind of an editor. It's called Twisted Wave. Yes, uh, it's a great audio editor for iOS. Yeah, that that one is really good. Uh, Spreaker interests me because we use Lipsyn to upload our our podcast. Is that similar mm-hmm. to that type of service? Sort of. Um, it it's one of these. You know, the the thing with with Libsyn is that that's you know, basically what Libsyn does is host files. Right. It's it's a file hosting service. It's not necessarily just limited to audio and video, uh, if you have an account with Libsyn, you can use their service for whatever it is you want to, you know, right. upload to them as long as it falls within, uh, how much space that, that you have contracted with them for. Whereas, um, Spreaker and there's another one called Mixler. 
it's basically a podcasting service where you're using their online services to record podcasts, to get people together, to interact with an audience, uh, which is, you know, and that's kind of a cool feature in itself. Uh, you can, before you start to do your podcast, you send out a link to people that follow you. They go on to the, the speaker website and they can listen live to whatever it is you're doing, make comments, and you see those comments in real time. So not unlike what you do, what I do with um, Facebook's livecast, though um, right. they're the, – the thing about Facebook and their livecast is I don't get the comments – yeah. In real time, it's quite a delay because whenever when I would be making comments, it would be a good two or three minutes before you'd be able to respond to my uh, to my comments. And well, and a lot of that also has to do, and that's looking directly at the website through either right. Safari or Chrome. Right, right. Uh, if there's a program called Ju- Just Broadcaster that I would get comments in real time. Okay. Uh, but I had certain issues with it as compared to um, OBS, which is another another program. So I've I, I kind of jumped back and forth between those two. But this isn't a Mac show, so we won't <laughs> we won't go into all that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know I, I'm always looking for ways to to be more interactive with uh, the audience that I get oh, for in whatever you know way that I'm I'm broadcasting. That's great. And those three apps you mentioned, I will put that in our show notes so everybody can uh, take a look at that. Um, so uh, coming down towards the end here, I wanted to talk about MacStock. We got a lot. Okay. You know, a lot, we, it's five days away. I can't believe it. I know. It. <laughs> I put on the website. It's got the, you know, it has the counter, MacStock2017.com, of course, is the website. And I'm looking at five days, 21 hours, three minutes, 41, 40 seconds as we uh, record this. Well, 30, 39 seconds. Yeah, and it keeps dropping. Yeah. So uh, I know you're going to do a lot of uh, really fun uh, session this year with the, 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 the Mac, my Mac quiz, right? Yes, yes. We don't want to give away too much, but uh, just kind of give people a little idea what you're going to be doing with this. Okay. Uh, we have to go back to the Mac world expo, because that that's really where the, my Mac quiz kind of started. Uh, there was one year in particular that, uh, Tim Robertson and I were sponsored to go to, to, um, uh, Mac world expo. And what this company wanted us to do is stand outside their booth at Macworld and, um, do something that would get people's attention and draw them toward, you know, their stuff. And so Tim came up, with this my Mac quiz where we take things, we take like iconic images from the past and give you just like a little bit, little piece of them. And then you have to kind of guess what these, what these little pieces are, or we'll give you some kind of information on some kind of Mac trivia. Right. And if you get three questions, right, you, you would win a prize. So that's what we're doing. You know, we're taking what we did live at the Macworld Expo, and we did it both uh, in conjunction with a sponsor, and then also on the main stage one year. And we're gonna we're gonna do this at Macworld. Sorry, at MacStock, <laughs> just after lunch on the first day on Saturday. So everybody and, will be all filled up with food, and they'll be ready to to have some. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some fun, and. Uh, Tim, Tim, I, I have to give Tim uh, props because he's done almost 
all the work. Actually, I have to no, he's done all the work. As far as putting the <laughs> questions together and putting the quiz together, I'm basically like the Ed McMahon to his Johnny Carson. Yes. So I'm like, hey, oh, and, and running around and, and acting like the fool, uh, which I, okay. people who know me will sit there and say, wow, really? Guy acts like a fool? <laughs> who, who, who would have guessed that? And uh, yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And you have oh, a chance okay. to win some great prizes from companies like ThoughtOut.biz and and software licenses from uh, Pixelmator and Softerino. And I have to say it like that or Gaz gets mad at me. Um <laughs> There's also, oh, darn it. There's another company, too, and I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Oh, Mac Alley. Yeah. Mac Alley. So we got all these prizes to give away. And believe me, as far as the, 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 the hardware goes that we have, we don't want to take it home. We don't want to send it back. We want to give it away. Give it so away, if you don't know the answers to some of these questions, chances are we'll give you enough hints so that you can figure it out. And we have about forty minutes. Uh, we're, we're being given. Yeah, you get the you get the longer two sessions. sessions. Yeah, you get the longer session. You yeah. you and Allison got the longer session too. Yes, yes. Uh, except Allison, of course, is going to be more serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As compared to me, and again, that shouldn't come as a shock to anybody. But it's it's going to be a it's going to be so much fun. And this is on top of everything else that the, that the Mac stock uh, conference and expo is right. going to give you. And considering that it's 200 bucks for two, two complete days, days two meals, uh, a party on Saturday night, t-shirts and mugs and, you know, just all kinds of stuff there. You cannot, you can't yeah. spend a weekend in Chicago with $200 and come away with less or more fun than what the Mac Stock Expo is going to yeah. be. I mean, you just look at the schedule. We have such and such great other speakers, of course. I'm, yeah. I'm speaking, and uh, I'll be speaking about uh, iOS and uh, being more organized and efficient, um, you know, wrapping up my presentation, getting that ready for you guys, and I'm um, hoping that we can get everybody to come out because it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, yeah, it's an hour away from Chicago yeah, in Woodstock, Illinois. And if, you know, Chicago... The, the great thing about Chicago as compared to like San Francisco or New York right. is you can get to Chicago from anywhere pretty much with a direct flight. Whereas that's not always going to be the case if you're going to the East coast or the West coast and they have two huge airports to fly into. Right. Well, I, I tend to recommend O'Hare as you go to Midway. Yeah. It's, it's going to yeah. be quite, it's an, you add an hour to your commute. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but no, it, and it's, I, it's a great area. There's some great people in it, it, that, that live in that area. Including me. Uh, including you and Barry. <laughs> and Barry. Uh, and, and Mike. Mike. Uh, the food is fantastic. And I'm not just talking about for, for Stock, but just the food in general in that area is great. Sure is. Uh, the people are great. The city and, – and just putting aside Stock for just a second, uh, there is so much to do in Chicago between uh, sporting events and museums and yep. – and, you know, everything else. If all you want to do is come to Mac stock for, for those two days. Great. If you have more time, make Chicago a destination and sure. spend a couple of days either before or after Mac stock and get to know the great city of Chicago. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Love, love the city. Yeah. And uh, my, mo my mother was uh, from Harvard. Okay. Yeah. That's actually not far from where we're going to be. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, 
it's an, it's a great city, and you'll and you'll you'll have a lot of fun. You know what? The, the biggest thing is you said you're like you just said you'll meet people. I mean, the networking is just yeah. off the charts. It's just a, what a what a great uh, way to be able to meet people. I met you. I've met uh, Chuck Joyner speaking, and Alice, and all mm-hmm. these other great folks, and they're. They're all accessible, including me. If you have a question yeah. about iOS, we'll all we'll be happy to, to, to talk to you. I mean, that's what we love doing. And, and especially not- if you never had the chance to go to something like the Mac, uh, the Mac World Expo. Right. Oh. The, the great thing about the Mac World Expo uh, wasn't the, um, the case makers. It wasn't all the vendors. Right. Uh, it wasn't... Uh, walking all of those aisles to look at all the stuff that was there. It was to, to be there with all of the people that were there and to, to get to know them. And a lot of times because of how big the Mac world expo was, was, you couldn't get access to a lot of these people. Whereas the Mac stock conference and expo is still relatively small and nearly as far as I know, Every speaker that's going to be there, you know, when they're not on stage, will be available to talk to. Uh, there's going to be deeper dives for uh, some of the topics that, that people are doing. I'll, I'll be doing one of those. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. This yep. this, this is the, the kind of show that other conferences should be coming to, to check out and, and kind of, you know, steal some of the things that Mike is doing. Yep. So uh, we would love to have come see, I uh, would love you to come out and uh, hopefully you're one of our listeners listeners and you would, uh, you've already registered or if, uh, if not, it's not still not too late to register. Just no, it's not. You can even show up on, on the day, yeah, on the day of the on, event. On site. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a t-shirt because uh, the t-shirt orders already been in, put in. So, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm sure Mike could work something out for you. I mean, that uh, all depends on what he, yeah, what I hope, he I hope he's got a two XL for me. Yeah, I think he does. I'm, okay. Three, good. Three, three X for me. I'm, you know, we're big guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm tall as well. Yeah, so that you makes it have even that, harder. Yeah. Cause it gets too short on you. Um, so the, the event is on July 15th and 16th. It's, that's, that's less than a week away from, uh, as we record this and, uh, go to macstock2017.com. Uh, like, like I said, you could go to both, sessions, both days. You can go one day, you can go to both days and not, not go to the, uh, the, uh, the Midwest Mac mingle, which is of course is going to be between days, Barry's Midwest yeah. Mac mingle. After oh, party. and don't forget about the, uh, Mac swap. Yep. Oh yeah, the Mac swap. If you, if I'm bringing a bunch of stuff. Are for you that. doing? Okay, great. Because then that's all going to be donated. So it, 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 mm-hmm. it's all free stuff. Whatever you you want, uh, you might find something there that uh, that that you may want. We're not selling anything. It's just this mere. mere we all of us tech geeks always have a whole closet full of stuff that maybe somebody wants. You know, and I think about it. I might have a few things that I, I might want to get rid of too. I should just put on the table. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, my so. wife keeps trying to get me to take some of my old computers out. It's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, that might be tough. Yeah. And plus you got to make sure the drives are raised and yep. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So, but no, uh, come on out. We would love to see you. I would love to see you. I would love to see you. And uh, we'd all have a, just a great time. And like I said, this is this was my third year as well. And uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. So uh, with that guy, I think we want to wrap this puppy up. Um, okay. Uh, uh, where can everybody find you? Again, let's remind everybody. And I really can't say enough. I appreciate you being with us today. Oh, sure. And, sure. I, I would say guy at mymac.com as an email, but I am not so sure about that at the moment. Yeah, because <laughs> I, mean, I just sent you an email and it didn't, get, didn't go through. Yeah, it <laughs> didn't, didn't quite get there. Um, gsearl1 at gmail.com is, is uh, a good one to send that to. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I am Mac Parrot over there on Twitter. The uh, mymac.com podcast, of course, you can listen to uh, yep. the various 
rambunctious ramblings from, from Gaz and myself over there. And, of course, if you are on Facebook and who the hell isn't these days, uh, join the Mac to the Future group. And uh, every, almost, almost every Wednesday, uh, won't be this Wednesday because I'll be traveling. That's right. Uh, almost every Wednesday night, I do a live show starting about 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's usually half hour, 45 minutes of me just rambling about whatever crazy stuff comes into my head. And uh, yes, uh, and we will, we probably more than likely, I know you are, we're probably, I will probably as well. We might even do some podcasting while we're at Max Stock. Oh, very much so. We're we're crazy like that. We'll probably appear on each other's shows. (laughs) Well, you know, before we go, um, something Gaz, because I I recorded the MyMax show yesterday with Gaz, and and we just did 664. And I was telling him after we got done that I'll probably record a couple podcasts while I'm out there at Max Stock. And he was like, well, wait a second. Uh, what are you going to number them? And I said, "Well, I mean, the it'll be six six five, and then and then I stopped and I thought Stop. about it. <laughs> and it was like, you know what? It's going to have to be six six five A, six six five B, and however many there are, because I've got to save that next one for when I'm actually sitting yes. down with gas. That would be that's going to be a scary one. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, almost every week is like that. This is true. Gas is a great guy. He is." Jamie so, steals. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and we, we we really hope that you're more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode. Subscribe to our podcast and your favorite favorite podcatcher. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, and uh, show your friends a few, uh, and share this with your friends on in iTunes. Uh, we look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. And with that, I am David Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at. Dave G65 and Guy, where can we find you on Twitter? Oh, I'm Mac Parrot. Rock! Yes. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.